Hello, hello, and welcome to the third, second, slash, second official episode of Kind of Becoming That Girl. It is your host, Ashley. I'm so glad to be back here in this space with you, even though I cannot see you guys and, you know, that kind of thing. Every time I record an episode, I just feel like I'm just surrounded by people and just people listening and finding maybe hopefully finding some truth in their situation or just laughing and having a good time. And that's all that really matters to me. So without further ado, getting into this next episode, it is called Relationship and Relationships. Okay, so today is uh, dedicated to the single girlies and or some of the girlies that might be in relationships and still have problems because obviously no relationship is perfect whether you are single the relationship with your single self and your potential suitors whether you are a girlfriend fiance or wife and the issues that you have going on with your partner regardless of that so to kick it off i'm gonna kind of go into something that when I have been trying to date, because y'all know I'm single, um, or making decisions on what I'm going to do with my life, as far as dating and love goes, something I've been really, really trying to focus on is that it is not my job to manage others' emotions. That phrase within itself has been so big. Like, it's literally not your job to manage other people's emotions. And for so long, I did that in relationships. Like, I made it my job to fix the shit that the person was going. Like, I literally am just uh, walking around being Mrs. Captain Sabaho, like, as a full-time job <laughs> in my relationships, you know, dropping things that I need to do to do whatever they need. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. I, I don't necessarily... And this is something I'm trying to figure out too, but I don't think it's necessarily anything wrong with sometimes, you know, making sacrifices for the people you love in your life. But that is not to say that you need to do it every damn day of the week, 24, seven hours of the day. That is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying drop what you're doing, cater to your man, cater to your woman, whomever. That's not what I'm saying, but I do think it's okay. But knowing that you don't have to manage your partner's emotions Your job is to respect their emotions. Your job is to listen to their emotions and in turn communicate yours in a respectful way. Um, Respectful and truthful way at that part because that part, truthful. But realizing like I can't like, oh boy is upset about something I literally can't do anything about it or like a funk that they might be in and or something bad happened or a disconnect between y'all an argument between y'all you cannot do anything about that shit there's going to be a problem and there's going to be times where your partner is upset and you can't do anything about it but it's just staying true and knowing like it's okay to want to help but don't take it on as your own emotions, because 
remembering that you still have your own emotions. And we are not built to morph into one person. Um, I don't believe that in a relationship that y'all morph into one. And people say we're one person. This is not drumline. Y'all are not one band, one band, one sound. I don't care what you say. But you have to have your individual selves. Like, you're here. Your individual whole self. They're over there. Their individual whole self. You complement each other. You shine lights on one another but you don't morph into one his problems are not all your problems their problems are not all your problems because you're still an individual and I think a lot and you don't have like some people are not going to agree with what I just said and that's fucking fine we have our own opinions love ya but I just don't think you have to morph into one person Moving away from the managing of emotions, not only that, but I've been seeing a lot. And let me know, like, what your thoughts about this after you hear this. Like, let it soak in, take it in. Let me know your thoughts. So I've been seeing a lot on TikTok and just online in general about the conversation of being submissive and or dominant in your relationship, particularly pertaining to women. And whether or not we submit to our men or do we try to be too dominant or in a sense we, well, we get labeled the, you know, I'm an independent woman who don't need no man stereotype. Now, moving off to that independent woman real quick, let's touch on that. The independent woman, I personally don't see anything wrong with being necessarily independent but it's to me how you frame the word independent like what does being an independent woman mean to you I think we all have our definitions of what exactly that means to us and for me being an independent woman is being able to take care of myself and my needs as an individual by myself um, like my needs, like I just touched on the fact that we are individuals, like me being able to take care of my individual needs on my own, not wants, not desires, needs, and even wants, like whatever, but specifically needs, again, on my own. That's what I feel makes me independent. I have my own way of free, free thinking. I have my own personalities. I am in charge of my boundaries. I am in charge of the way that I react and the way that I convey and both internalize emotions. Like that to me is needs. That that's incorporated in needs because you need to have a good head on your shoulders and all those things. That is what makes me an independent woman. I have no problem finding a submissive place. I'm not going to be like, you control my life and you tell me what to do all the time. That doesn't fly with me. That's not, that's not ever going to be it. That's not my story. I'm talking about like, and not even sexually, 
right? Because we all we also have our opinions on the sexual side of what being submissive and being dominant is. But in the sense of, okay, you want to take care of that? You do that. Okay, honey. Like, that's okay. I don't feel like I have to pay for every single thing by myself uh, once we are in a union. Um, now, before we are married, that's a different situation. We are not married. You are not getting wife activities, and I'm not a wife. But what I get, I mean, you being married and like that kind of submissive push and pull in a relationship, that's what I mean. And I know a lot of women feel like, well, that's giving up your independence. That's giving up, you know, your like femininity in the sense of like, oh, you're just falling into the patriarchy patriarchy and the patriarchal norms that society has created and everything like that. That is what a lot of women I think think of when there are the discussion of being submissive to a man comes up. But, and you know, I, like I said, I have my own opinions. I'm not going to be a hundred percent submissive and my, I'm still trying to figure out what does that mean to me? If I say I'm going to submit myself, I feel like if I could put it into words right now from where, I, where I'm where i at with discovering this is me being submissive to a man is me being comfortable enough to trust those individual characteristics and things that I formed of my own in him. I'm able to trust in him. And, tr- and be able to be vulnerable with him in areas of my life that I might not have been just outright vulnerable to others without being in a very serious relationship with them. So that's what that means to me. Like if I'm saying I'm submitting to you as a woman, I'm going to submit to my man. I'm saying I can comfortably honestly, and without question, give my these sacred parts of myself that I have grown and fostered and loved on myself to be shared with you, to also be loved by you and be understood by you and be handled with care by you. Um, now again, the the sexual part is a bit different. Y'all, I'm not very versed in that. Am I trying to learn about what the different, yes, not well-versed. So for another day, moving on and your relationships or your relationships is knowing how to play the game. And it's like, you don't want to call it a game. He's like, I'm not here to play no games. Girl, I'm not either. I'm not here to play games. I didn't sign up to play chess. So don't put me in the chess match. I don't, I don't want to do it. But ultimately, dating is a game. It's a exchange of back and forth of this and that. And let me figure out what's the best thing to say to make this person smile, make them happy get to know them enough to know those pressure points, to know those soft spots for them. You're learning someone. You're studying them. 
to accomplish a goal of hopefully talking to them, something becoming real, and if marriage is your jam, getting married. So it's definitely a game. And I'm not saying I know how to play the game because your girl is still learning. We've lost many of games. We've forfeited many of games, you know, and that's fine. We all have done it, but it's a game. And like, I am learning that more so, you know, I've been on these dating apps and, um, I don't know why I keep coming back. Like I'll get on a dating app and be like, oh, I'm sick of this shit and I get out. All right, it might be different. They lose it. They see new people out here. Let me get back on this bitch. Uh, nah, still trash. Everyone's still trash. And it's like a complete cycle of that. But I'm actively trying. And there's one thing about this game. If you don't show up to the match, you don't show up to the game, the championship, you're not going to get the ring. You're not going to win the game. And that is for me. Because it's always like, I can't find a man. Like, where are the men at? Where are the good men? Where are the good fine men with A, B, C, D, whatever qualities it is that I want? And I ain't going nowhere to find them. Didn't want to be on the app. Don't want to go anywhere. Like, well, and part of that is because I'm just so too, I'm too damn tired between the rest of my life to, like, get up and go somewhere and all my friends have men. So like, I don't really have, I don't have single friends. <laughs> like, I mean, every friend that I'm like super, super close to is in a relationship. I don't have a wing woman. Well, I guess I could have somebody to go, but you know, you're not gonna be like, hey, come scout out some men with me. And she got a man. Would No, I mean, I could, but no, I'm not going to. You know what I mean? So, but get your ass up. If you are me, literally me, because I'm trying to stop doing it too, go somewhere. The girlies on TikTok are telling you where to find the men. They say you find them at the gym. What else they say? You find them at the gym. Hotel lobbies of like nice hotels and certain kind of bar, wine bars and shit like that. Um, I saw something about the grocery store at a certain time or like, and home improve. Look at me. Like, I- I've obviously been doing my research. <laughs> obviously, um, we have been studying the book of Finding a Man. But, yeah. So, again, let me repeat that for you just in case you need to write that down. I'll write it back. Where do I find a man? Apparently, you find them at the grocery store in the evenings, like, after people get off, like, after 5 o'clock. Or in the gym in the mornings. Like, the super early mornings. Like, the people who go to the gym before they go to work type shit. That's where you find them. And then wine bars, fancy hotel lobbies. There's one other one I can't remember. I don't know. But go, run, don't walk. Take, get cute and go to the store and go get your man. And let me know if you get him so I can try it too. Because you know what? This is the one thing about me is I don't like being a test dummy. <laughs> I'm gonna see. Did it work for you? Okay, maybe not. I tried. It might still not work for me, but at least I I could see your trial and error before I go do my trial and error. But let me become that girl that just goes to do it on their own, doesn't wait to see what other people have to do with that. But anyway, so play the game. 
get out there, figure it out, figure out like, and, and one thing I used to struggle so much with is I would just give way too much information up front. Like Amanda does not need to know your whole entire life story right off the bat. Like ease into it because I feel like I've done that before. And it's like, there's really like, I'm not that I just, I don't share like everything, but I shared like all the basic shit all at once. And so then it was like, not there wasn't anywhere to go because you can, there's plenty of things to talk about, but there just wasn't, I don't know, but bottom line, I don't know how to say it, but don't give up too, too much information at once. Um, one thing I'm trying to do is be more weary of, I don't know, it's something about a man that just starts calling you a pet name right off the bat, whether it's baby girl, love. One man called me Sugar Plum. Like, it made me, I just think about the Sugar Plum Fairy, and I just, I ain't trying to be your Sugar Plum Fairy, sir. I don't want to take it elsewhere. I don't know. I, it is something that is so off about me. And you might be like, that's stupid. That's fine. I, and I still said it. And I'm not ashamed. It is weird to me for a man to be calling you anything other, like, than your name. Like, you don't know me. And especially if we haven't even moved off of the app. Like, we are still talking on the app. We do not have each other's numbers. I have not talked to you on the phone. Why are you calling me baby girl on love and sugar plum? What that makes me think in my, like, I'm going to jump to conclusions inspector gadget mind makes me think that you just do that so you don't get bitches names mixed up <laughs> but just be aware of the game like that kind of shit um whenever a man has in his dating profile um his ig it is something about people who put their Instagram names and telling you to follow them on Instagram or on Twitter or Snapchat, whatever have you. Why? Like, I don't get on here and message me on Instagram. Then why do you have the app if you're not going to use it? I don't identify with that, that sentiment. Why do you have the app if you don't want to get on it? I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Why? So you just like to fuck around and waste time. You just wake up in the morning on voice all this fucking time today. It's going to be a great thing to do for look my life. I don't get it. <laughs> it's obviously something that really annoys me. I'm sure you can tell by, but yes, I, I don't like it. Fix it, Jesus, because it's a mess. Get off the app. Another thing in this game is making sure that don't send people pictures of you too soon. And I feel like a lot of us don't do this anymore. Like, I feel like that was very much, I don't know what time frame we were doing it. I can't remember. But, like, just sending pictures. Like, I don't want you to have my pictures because... I'm not saying, like, once I trust you, I can start sending you pictures of me. But in the past in my life, I have sent pictures of myself. I'm not talking about naked pictures. That's a whole nother story. I'm just talking about pictures. Just your face. 
what you have on that day. You had on a cute outfit. You were feeling yourself. Look, look at me. Just remind you, I'm fine. Well, the nigga already knows you're fine, or the man already probably knows that you're fine. One because he's seeing you on your on your profile, is assuming you're not a catfish. He knows what you look like already. So when people like send me a picture, what do you need a picture of? You don't see those six pictures on my profile? And if you're like me, I get variety. I'm giving you hair natural down. I'm giving you with makeup. I'm giving you without makeup. I give you with straight hair. I give you with braids. You know what I look like in all stages of my life. No makeup, makeup, hair natural, hair straight, hair up in a ponytail, whatever. What I don't know if I, I don't know, but it's it's giving you variety. I give you like cute little romper. I give you like a bad bitch. I give you like dressed up. I give it all. So you know my range. You have seen the range from just t-shirt, cooling, no makeup to damn bitch. You look fine as hell. Like you have the range. So what picture are you needing? Like, I don't get it. Another thing I like to do is match a man's energy. So if you come with me like um, like a guy today, actually, he knows my profession. So he says, oh, I got to see you in action. Now, that could go either way. You might genuinely want to see me dance or you might really want to see me dance. And um, either one of those is fine. I don't care. But I can't, I kind of came back home with similar energy. And I feel like a lot of times we're expected to like be like, oh, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, stop. Like, mm. And no, no. I'm going to give you the same energy you gave me, sir. You coming to me with that? I'm going to come right back. We can go tick the tack all day long. I'm not going to stop. So match their energy. Moving on. Let's talk about being able to let go. Like, every man that did you wrong is not the man that you just met. And that has been something that I have really, really struggled with is meeting a new man and immediately picking this man apart. It's not his fault. He did nothing, but immediately picking him apart by comparing him to previous men I've dated. And the thing is, is the whole point of someone being your ex, someone that you previously dated, you're no longer dating them. So what is the point of comparing the characteristics of them, good, bad, or indifferent, to a new man that you're trying to get to know and who is trying to get to know you? It is such a waste of time. It's a waste of your time, and it's not fair to him, and it's quite frankly a waste of his time, too. Because you might be creating issues that are not there based on other men that you've dated. I have done it. I am guilty. Hi, I'm Ashley, and I've done that shit. 
way too many more, too many times, way more times than I would like to admit. But it's fucked up. It's fucked up to yourself and it's fucked up to them. Find a way to be like, look, bitch, this is a new man. This is the model model number T972. And he's brand new. I know nothing. Clean slate that man. Give him the opportunity to show that he's a fuck nigga if he's a fuck nigga. Or, sorry, not a good man. Give him the opportunity to show you that he's not a good man. Allow him to show you that he, or that he is a good man. Allow him to show you that he is vulnerable or that he is great at this. Or, and especially I think sexually, we already have these preconceived notions of, we all have that man, you might have more than one that you've been with, like, dick was bomb. Like, to this day, you remember how bomb it was. I'm also guilty of this. And then comparing immediately off the bat to this, give this man a chance. Relax enough to not be in your head. And just enjoy who's in front of you at the in the moment. Whatever y'all are doing. Even if y'all are just on a date. Whether you are having sex, you are on a date, whatever it is. Give them the opportunity to fuck up or not. Give the opportunity to be bomb or, or like not. <laughs> but try to go in with a fresh state of mind. So we've entered the part of the episode where it is time for what? My life fails. Today's life fail, obviously, we are on the topic of relationships, so is related to relationships. My fail. So I have an ex that has been an ex of mine for quite a while, but I was off and on with this guy from age 12 to 18. Um... I ended up getting pregnant, not by him, by somebody else, and then having a baby uh, later in life. This is not all, like, consecutive, (laughs) later in life, and then we ended up reconnecting. So with that reconnection, I I easily fell back into the pattern of the feelings and emotions that I've shared with him previously. And it got to the point, and I feel like when I first started talking to him, I was in a much, much better place mentally. But as the pressures of things came in, and if I go get into it with him, I would just take everything he said so literally and kind of make it like so engraved into who I was. And good, bad, or different. Like he could have told me I was like an amazing person. I'm like, oh, he said I was amazing. Or it could have been a negative thing. Like either way. I internalized it and it became too much a part of my identity to the point where I kind of relied and looked to him as to like, so if he was, I could tell at some point well, we, he, he had a switch and wasn't feeling me anymore. And when he was no longer feeling me and I knew that, I mean, obviously I continued to start talking to him way before because um, I, I realized it way before we actually like stopped talking. And with that, I had to find a way to... Like, just try to cope with it. Like, I was just trying to cope with knowing it and then just trying to go around with it because I wanted him in my life and I didn't want him to not be in my life at the time. So I go out to visit him where he is. He was overseas. And it ended up being a terrible trip. 
for multiple reasons. I'm not putting it just on him, and I'm not going to put it just on me. I mean, I mean, both of us had a part in it. Um, I had just taken the bar exam. I had a, mentally, I was in a bad headspace. So was he, uh, for different reasons. It just wasn't. It wasn't a good idea. Like, and I and I knew in the back of my mind I shouldn't have gone out there. And um, I mean, I did. The whole trip wasn't bad. There were some great memories. Like, I'm definitely going back to Amsterdam several times in my life before I die. I definitely fell in love with that place. Like, I when I went out. Um, but it the whole I ended up and with the Africa the tangent uh, to give you some backstory. But I ended up having to fly back home from overseas like a day or two earlier than I was supposed to it ended up like being essentially kicked out and when I tell you I have never felt more embarrassed or like heartbroken in my life I had never felt that embarrassed or heartbroken in my life and on top of that I ended up discovering other things in regards to when I was out there and then so that just drove a force in me to become like this bitch like in every aspect of my life like not even just channeling a bitchy energy to him but to everyone um and it just spilled over so much into my life that I fucked it like I just it was like, damn, you let a situation with someone you're not even in a relationship with to fuck you up that bad or to lead you to do things that were going to make you fuck up this bad because you, once again, did that to yourself. And with that, that's my fail, y'all. I'm gonna get into that story more in another episode. It is too damn much to talk about right now, but that is my fail, y'all. The last and final thing that I want to talk about in this episode, relationships, relationships or relationships, is whether you have a relationship or relationship really comes up to it comes down to what you created for yourself. You don't obviously create the man or woman that you are with, but you have the power to create the qualities in which you search for in your partner. You have the power to decide what you accept and what you won't accept, what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate, what is disrespectful, what is not and so on and so forth. That is all within your power and control. Whether you are in a relationship right now or single, you get to dictate what you allow. One thing I highly recommend because I try to give y'all things you could actually like do action items is if you haven't already done so, or if you're with your perfect man, ooh girl, I'm trying to get like you, okay? But if you have not, I highly, highly recommend taking out a journal if you journal or if you're if you don't fuck with journaling, audio journal and just take the time to write out all the qualities that you need 
in a partner. Non-negotiable qualities. Now, with that, sometimes we go overboard and you might want to keep looking at the list and deciding, hmm, is that, if it's something, I'm not saying like, oh, I demand that they don't cheat. Like, I'm not saying if they don't cheat. Okay, no, that's very, very, that's valid. But sometimes we have these like checklists that are not realistic. So I would take the time. I highly suggest taking the time to write out those characteristics of the partner, um, what he looks like, or what she, what they look like, um, what maybe if they do, what what you want them to be fit or not fit, or whatever your non-negotiables are. And you know, some people. Bottom line is, although it may not be fair to have body type preferences or for people to look a certain way of who they date, people have preferences. So write those down too, because that's, it's just normal. (laughs) But write it all down, take looks at it, go back to it constantly. Like when you're dating, you're going on dates, go back to it. Does this person meet these non-negotiables that I created for myself? If the answer is no, like, and I mean like the serious non-negotiables. If there's even one serious non-negotiable for you and they don't meet it, they're a no. Because then you're putting yourself in a situation of being with someone and you're trying to fix that one part, that one non-negotiable that he didn't quite have. You're trying to make it happen or you're trying to ignore the fact that it's not there when it really bothers you. And either way, you're doing yourself and your partner a disservice. So that's what I have to say. With that, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Kind of Becoming That Girl. You can find me at Kind of Becoming That Girl on Instagram. You can also find me on my personal at ashley.n.crittenden on Instagram. You can email me anything. Uh, My email will be in the show notes. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Love you.